As we said earlier, it is International Women's Day when this is coming out. Um, so the first one that I'm going to talk about is the current U United States uh, Poet Laureate, ah. uh, Tracy K. Smith. Um, so she was born April 16th, 1972, another whatever comes before Taurus. <laughs> oh, those whatever comes before whatever. Taurus. They're born to be poets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she was born in Massachusetts, raised in California, but her family has deep roots in Alabama. Um, her mother was a teacher and her father was an engineer who worked on the Hubble telescope, which is really cool. No way. Fun little fact. Yeah. I feel like maybe... I also have a connection to that. To the Hubble telescope? Like I'm, you personally? I mean, not like you, me, not like, like you, but like family, someone in your family. I'm oh. probably wrong. I'm like a hundred percent wrong, but for some reason <laughs> that sounds like something that is true. Could be, could be. That know. would be cool. <laughs> Amazing. Um so uh she became interested in writing and poetry at a young age, uh reading Emily Dickinson mm, and girl. Mark Twain um yes. in, in elementary school, which I think it's just crazy that she was in elementary school reading, especially Mark Twain. Like that just seems like I didn't start reading that until middle school. I don't think... And it just seems like it can be such a hard thing to read when you're that young. I don't think we read poetry, like assigned poetry. In, yeah. In well, and I don't even know that she was assigned it. Like, I think no, it's just something, like, especially maybe since her mom was a teacher, like, it was accessible to her. And so she was like, hey, this looks cool. I'm going to start reading it. Yeah. So, um, like, that's kind of what I did with Shakespeare when I was younger. I was like, oh, I, I like theater and I want to know more about it and Shakespeare's a theater person so let me read Shakespeare <laughs> you know the easiest thing to get into Shakespeare Shakespeare's theater right <laughs> I can just see little like baby Marguerite being like um actually it's Shakespeare <laughs> and he shares my birthday so so yeah I love it so um that's how she got into it she uh especially um like clung on to Dickinson's work and really connected with it. Um, and she said that her poem struck her as working like magic. Um, and Yeah, Emily Dickinson's kind of witchy. <clears throat> yeah. I'll give her that. Um, and, and she said she felt like she was in... So this is um, Tracy is saying she felt like she was in, con in collusion with someone that knew more about her than she knew about herself. Uh, speaking Ooh. about Emily Dickinson. So I just thought that was cool. Um, and some other writers that inspired her, which I, I found out were also, some of them were contemporaries that I think she was in, like, school with it at some point, which I think oh. is just really cool to say that, like, this person inspires me and it's, like, they're your peer. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but so they included, um, Elizabeth Bishop, Seamus, or Seamus, um, Seamus, yeah, um, Heaney, I think is how you pronounce it, Philip Larkin, Yosef Kamunyaka, and, uh, Rita Dove, uh, were some other writers yes. that inspired her, um, she received a BA from Harvard, God, and nice um, yeah, she's a smart girl. Um, and while in Cambridge, um, she joined the Dark Room Collective, which was an influential African African American poetry collective established in 1988. Um, and they hosted a reading series that featured leading figures in Black literature, which I think is really just amazing. And, and then she earned an MFA in creative writing from Columbia. So just like. Real oh, smart. Just like real the smartest. Oh, um, <laughs> layer it on from, bro. Yeah. From 1997 to 1999, she was a Stegner, Stegner, I don't know no idea. Uh, fellow <laughs> in Stanford University. 
Um, Jeez, she's making her way. Yeah, yeah, just oh. all of them. Um, wow. And she's written books of poetry, um, The Body's Question in 2003, which won the Cave Cayman uh, Prize for Best First Book by an African-American Poet, which I think is kind of an interesting category because it's like, is there a best second book or like a best third, like... <laughs> Right. Just best first book. <laughs> but That's true. That's she won true. that. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. Good for her. Uh, she wrote Duende in 2007, which won the James Laughlin Award ah. and the Essence Literary Award. Do you know yes. that one? Yes. Okay. Um, mm. And then she wrote Life on Mars in 2011, and she won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry with that one. Um, and that's the collection that my um, piece that I chose today is from. Um, and then she also wrote Wade in the Water, which just came out in 2018. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I in, love a poet laureate that's, like, still doing things. Yeah. That's well, great. and she, um, I'll save it for later, but, she, <laughs> yeah, she's still doing stuff. <laughs> so, uh, in 2014, she was awarded the Academy of American Poets Fellowship, um, and, uh, she wrote a memoir, uh, called Ordinary Light in 2015, of which, uh, which was a finalist for the National Book Award for Nonfiction, um, as I already mentioned, she was named U.S. Poet Laureate in 2017. She currently teaches writing at Princeton University and hosts, so she, this is something she's not currently doing still, um, she hosts American Public Media's daily radio program slash podcast called The Slowdown, which is sponsored by the Poetry Foundation. And I listened to um, like one and a half episodes today. They're just like these little five-minute podcast things okay. where she chooses a poem for the day and then just talks a little bit about it or just like, why she chose it or something like that. Ooh, that's funny. So, I listened to poetry, po uh, poem of the day from hmm. poetry. What did, what did you say it's called? From, from um, American Public Media no, or Poetry Foundation. From Poetry Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to that podcast and mm. it's literally just somebody reading a poem to you. Mm. Every day. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. So she'll read the <laughs> poem and then talk a little bit about oh, like stuff it. sort of surrounding it. Yeah. Cool. Um, she's got a really great like soothing voice. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and she too. also, fun little fact, she's written two opera librettos, one for A Marvelous Order, which is about city planner Robert Moses and urban activist Jane Jacobs, mm. and um, another one called Castor Patience, about a southern family dispute over land rights commissioned, which this one was commissioned by the Cincinnati Opera and yeah, I said opera. I don't know why I thought I said opera. Really weird. Cincinnati Opera <laughs> um, and is set to open in 2020. Oh, so wow. next year. Yeah. Oh, yes. Also, girl. another fun fact. She has she doesn't live there now, but she used to live in Borum Hill in Brooklyn. No way. <laughs> so right kind down of the street, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Just a hop, skip, and a jump on, oh, the, yeah. uh, on the four train. Yeah. So, cool. um, so yeah, that's a little bit about Tracy. She currently has um, three lovely children and is happily married. And I think she said she lives in New Jersey, too. So, oh, Jersey. anyone, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, everybody has a family, fault, you know? so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, so the piece that I'm reading today is from um, what was it? Uh, Life on Mars, mm -hmm. and this it's titled Sci Fi. There will be no edges, but curves. Clean lines pointing only forward. History, with its hard spine and dog-eared corners, will be replaced with nuance, just like the dinosaurs gave way to mounds and mounds of ice. Women will still be women, but the distinction will be empty. Sex, having outlived every threat, will gratify only the mind, which is where it will exist. 
For kicks, we'll dance for ourselves before mirrors studded with golden bulbs. The oldest among us will recognize that glow. But the word sun will have been reassigned to the standard uranium muralizing device found in households and nursing homes. And yes, we'll live to be much older, thanks to popular consensus. Weightless, unhinged eons from even our own moon will drift in the haze of space, which will be, once and for all, scrutable and safe. So, <laughs> there's that. Um, and, yeah, I want to do this one first because I feel like there's a bit more, like, analysis for it because it's sort of, like, more yeah. metaphor and more, yeah. Um, and I actually, I looked into um, trying to find some analyses online and everything because I wasn't quite sure where to start. I felt like I had a good, like, idea of where it was going, but, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. not necessarily. And I couldn't, I didn't, I haven't read the whole collection, too, so I didn't necessarily know how it fit in with everything else. Right, right. But, um... So yeah, so it's um, really interesting, and I found, like, it seems like it's a commentary sort of on just, and it was in 2011, so it's still fairly current. I was Um, just, I was thinking, I was like, it sounds like a battle cry for today, Yeah, almost, which is really, which is really interesting that Mm -hmm. it was written in 2011 even, Mm -hmm. because... Half right, of because the, like, society, or, like, just things, technology and all that has come so far, even just in right. these eight years since then. Right. It's am- Yeah, eight years. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay, tell yeah. me more about... So, yeah, it seems like it's a uh, commentary on current culture and, like, societal issues, and it's sort of using the metaphor of a utopian future mm. um, to talk about that, and sort of the... It's like, if we keep things how they're going this is like a direction that it seems like we're going in oh wow um and so so there's uh but it's not necessarily like a positive like she's not necessarily looking forward to everything there's parts of it that like yeah so so she's talking about technology especially with the um the part where she's saying the word sun will have been reassigned to the standard uranium muralizing device. Um, yeah. So, which is S-U-N as like the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But talking about how we're becoming so dependent on technology and how like that sort of that separation of nature and technology and, right. um, and sort of, it doesn't really talk about it in here, but like in turn just sort of be, you, it's related to that. It's just like the destruction of nature and whatever, like, Killing yeah. the trees and the globe and global warming and all that stuff. Oh. So sort of getting away from and like how, um, how just sort of we're becoming so much more reliant on on technology. Um, and then there's also a part sort of in tandem with that um, talking about sort of social media and mm. our interaction with things. The part um, where she's talking about. For kicks, we'll dance for ourselves before mirrors studded with golden bulbs. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of could be seen as talking about somewhat like social media and how we're putting on – so it's like we're just – how much of it is for – like we want to – everyone talks about like, oh, I want to share these things with like my followers or these people or whatever. But how much of it is like for them or just for our own gratification? It's like we're dancing for ourselves and just like looking at our own reflections and whatever. And it's like we all do that where it's like we post an Instagram story and then like we look at it the most, like more than anyone else. Just being like, oh, look how, like how great I made my day look or whatever. Well, also just like, I mean, how often do we do that I mean like I did it this morning like anytime mm-hmm. you post a selfie yeah and like you're analyzing it over and over again right, and, like, right. or how many like how long does it take you to take that like 
perfect, perfect selfie, selfie and you're constantly staring right. at like your own picture and whatever. Well, also just like, I mean, I think maybe in this way, in, in her reasoning, mm-hmm. she ma- meant it as like a negative thing maybe, mm-hmm. but also, yeah, we're going to dance for ourselves. Yeah. How yeah. fucking cool is mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And, and like, I mean, there, there are definitely those posts where I'm like, okay, this is for Instagram. I need to look. Cute. Right, right. And then yeah. there are those other posts that are like, this is me having like an unabashedly wonderful time. Yeah, yeah. And being like... Well, and I feel like it's sort of a warning of just like being of being self-aware and being mm-hmm. like thinking about things. And it's fine to be like, I look fucking amazing today right, and I'm going right, to show of it course. off. And But also knowing that it's like, yeah, I'm like, it makes me feel good. And like getting right. these, the likes makes me feel good. But like, why are you? I have a life and... outside of that. And I can, I have other ways to feel good too. Right, right. And just like having that sort of awareness and not getting so caught up in that, that we're just like totally. staring at ourselves or staring at our screens and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And it also made me think a little bit where she talks about the mirrors studded with golden bulbs. It's, um, makes you think a little bit of like a vanity or like exactly. if you're in like a dressing room or something. Exactly, so it's like, yeah. That whole thing of, like, getting ready to put on a face or put on a character mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. really, like, who, who are you, what are you showing to the world? Are you, like, putting something on or it's are you art. actually being yourself? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's an art. <clears throat> to, to, it's all a performance. It's all, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it, it is all for somebody else. Yeah. Which is yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Well, and another part that was interesting, too, that I felt like, I watched these two different YouTube videos that were, there's this cool, I guess, like, thing on YouTube it's called book club and these mm. people like pick a poem and then they like, have commentary about it um, mm. and so there were these two different videos that I watched that were specifically about this and so I felt like they were saying a little bit of different things about this specific line but it's where she's saying um uh women will still be women but the distinction will be empty sex having outlived every threat will gratify only the mind which is where it will exist and so I felt like there were a couple things that were being said about that and what it could have meant. Right. Um, one of them, which I kind of like a little bit more, maybe because it feels more positive to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, it was also interesting because one of the videos I watched was by a male and the other one was by a woman, too. So I was really mm-hmm. interested mm-hmm. to see what they both thought of the the um, poem and sort of how they analyzed it and whatever. Sure. Um so the first one that I watched was the male that was talking about it and analyzing it and um, saying that is, like, eventually are, like, the distinction of male and female going to just be, like, obsolete. Like, yeah, we'll have the words, but it doesn't mean anything. Mm. But then does that take away significance? Like, yeah, there's, like, does that take away some natural instinct that people have? Like, even if you maybe aren't, like, bio- biologically female, but you identify as a woman, mm-hmm. it's, like, then does that, like, sort of taking away the the meaning and the some of the connotations of, like, being a woman, does it take away from that and sort mm-hmm. of make it less valuable? Because of that, it's, like, yeah, we want to have equality or you want there to be equality as far as opportunity, but it's, like, there are certain differences as far as these things, and there's nothing wrong with, like, being, like, it's amazing to be a woman, and so, like, embracing that versus just like sort of making everything homogenous right Um, well yeah and i mean taking away when you take that same example of somebody who identifies as a woman that may not yeah biologically a woman right so like taking that away so taking away the choice right not the choice but you know like the the just the 
the decision to be known as right, other right, than and like embrace other than what those you were characteristics given, you know in yourself. Mean? Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because a flat surface of, right. of just like a blank slate is not the mm-hmm. same as equality. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's something beautiful in like noticing those differences, and it's like. And, and being able to embrace those different things and that sort of thing. So that was an interesting observation of that. And then sort of in turn, by sort of creating that homogeny, then it takes a, like the value out of sex and then it becomes mm. like an intellectual thing or like only in the mind because it's like, well, if it's all like there's no distinctions or whatever, it's, right. it's more, it's just like a sterile, very sterile thing. Oh, see, I took, when she said sex, I took it to mean like gender sex. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. But that's interesting. I, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But then, so another analysis of that line, because it's, so it's sex having outlived every threat will gratify, gratify only the mind, which is where it will exist. Um, and so another analysis was that um, that line is talking about um, like sex crimes and how oh. we'll sort of move beyond, like if we have that sort of equality in terms of like opportunity and like value in like males and females or women and men and that sort of thing then it takes away a bit of that like sort of bestial like using it as a power or like that sort of thing over someone else and so then it becomes more of an intellectual thing and like in your mind and it's satisfying to like be with that person and Mm -hmm. so rather than like acting on that like bestial urge it's more of an intellectual thing so then will it like eliminate or lessen sex crimes in the future and that sort of thing and harassment and whatever wow so so yeah, those are two sort of different interpretations of that line that do I thought you, were really interesting. Do you know who said which? Like which? which yeah, yeah. So the the female I have their um, YouTube like channels written down too. So the woman that did the analysis was Rashmika likes books is the name of her like channel, mm-hmm. and then the other one um, I think the guy's name was Mark, but his channel was called Words Words Everywhere, and I think he's the one who organizes the book club on YouTube actually, um, oh, okay. from the sounds of it at least. And do you, so which which. What what was Mark's point of view? Mark's the was the one, um, the first one that I talked about, where it's mm-hmm. uh, sort of about like the. I figured. Um, yeah, yeah. Figured. So, um, so that was just an interesting interpretation of that. Um, it's sort of interesting too, as far as uh, right from the beginning, um, saying uh, there will be no edges but curves, clean lines pointing only forward. History with its hard spine and dog-eared corners will be replaced with nuance. Um, like, just like the dinosaurs gave way to mounds and mounds of ice. Mm-hmm. So that whole little section talking about sort of, like, history and moving forward and all that stuff. And it's, right. like, um, it's, like, there were a couple different points made that are interesting about, like, history is jagged and it's rough and everything because it's, like, there's all these big, like, wars and famine and genocide and all this stuff mm-hmm. And, and inventions and uh-huh. like yeah. discoveries of everything is new. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like it is, it's not just a smooth line. It's like things progressed really quickly or things went really slowly at different points in time. Right. Um, but the want, I feel like everyone ideally, it's like we want to just move forward and like have this like beautiful like history that's only moving forward and whatever but it's also like if we sort of erase that or want to forget those things it's like we can't learn from you have to like still keep that there like just by changing it into like making a nuance and only talking about these certain things and that sort of thing it's you're not going to learn from the past and it has more of a chance of repeating itself right and sort of the the dinosaurs giving way to mountains and mountains of ice it's just (laughs) like 
life and and these creatures and everything than just it becoming cold and desolate and whatever. It's like yeah. you can't you can't just cover it with like this layer of ice. You right, need to like right. remember the past and you whatever. You have to accept that it was that it happened and learn yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, or else things will become this sterile just like maybe quote unquote utopia, but then it's like what are you actually What are you giving up in what's the process? Going on? Yeah. Because nothing is actually a utopian society mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you think about it. You know, right. you have to give up something in order for it to be that like Because it's like we're all perfect. It, you're dealing with humans. It's like right. nothing's ever gonna be perfect for everyone in right. every situation. Exactly. Um and then that's what I feel like the very last line where it says, We'll drift in a haze of space which will be once and for all scrutable and safe. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not saying, like, it's going to be this beautiful, wonderful thing. Right. It's going to be scrutable and safe. These like, that's, it's just that, these plain, like, we all want to be safe in the end, but, like, but we want to have, like, this life and vibrancy and all of that, too. And it's, like, living, there's risk. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, life has risk and life has these bad things that happen, but, like, we have to deal with them more human. And it's, like, you have to sort of work with the people that you're living around and the other beings that are, like, sure. in the world and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I love that. that's sci-fi. God, that was I want to. I'm really interested in reading the other pieces from this collection because it just seems yeah, it's, it seems really like the kind of thing that maybe would fit really well in with like maybe it all ties together. Mm-hmm. In a good yeah, way. yeah. So, um, thank you, Ms. Poet Laureate.